It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawksness, your Hawkeye oasis located in a Nebraska desert. For, for those of you that are listening on the podcast right now, you may not know who I'm joined with right now. Those of you watching on YouTube can see former Iowa Hawkeye quarterback, one of my favorites of all time. And might we say, I don't think he ever lost to Nebraska while at Iowa. Perfect record, Mr. Nate Stanley. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. We are excited to have you. Um, I think we were, you know, definitely blessed to have you for the years that we did. And we, we had so much fun, uh, and went and just being on that ride with you while you were the quarterback at Iowa was an absolute blast. But we want to ask you first, just to start out with what's new with you in life? Where are you living? Um, I saw online there's a little bit of a new occupation, yeah. uh, that you're doing. So we want to promote that and talk about that as well. But what, what's new with Nate? Yeah, um, decided to stop playing football. Uh, so football career plans over, uh, but moving into that next avenue, trying to do some some quarterback training. Um, somebody that helped me a lot in my career was uh, Tony Rassiopi. He's a gentleman I trained with um, yeah. when I was preparing for the combine and for the draft. Um, so kind of taking what he taught me and, and what I learned from him, as well as my other coaches I had along the way trying to do some training with, with some, some youth athletes, um, give kids some fundamentals that they can work on. Um, doing that just had a camp today. Uh, my first camp ever finished up today. Great. Um, over in the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area. So back close to where I grew up and I'm looking forward to trying to get some more camps up and running, um, in the twin cities, which is where I'm living now. Um, and then to down, down maybe in Iowa, trying to see if I can get something started down there as well. Tell us a little bit about what the benefits are to working with Tony, because we've heard really good things mm -hmm. about him, and he seems to be able to connect really well with quarterbacks, and he has a real real keen eye for quarterback talent. Uh, what about him really made an impact on you? Well, first off, just to talk about him a little bit, he um, was one of the all-time leading passers in NCAA history. Uh, he played at a Division three school, but still threw for like – 10,000 yards plus um, in his career uh, was able to have some stints with some teams in the NFL, um, you know, mini camp tryouts, that type of stuff. And then he was actually quality control in the NFL for a couple of years. So he has an extreme knowledge of the game of football, not just the X's and O's, but the fundamentals aspect of it too. 
Um, he's shared some stories with me of picking up things from guys like Kurt Warner um, when he was in the NFL, just learning techniques and fundamentals from those guys. Um, yeah. I think what makes him so special is he's also a teacher. So he knows how to teach. He knows how to teach kids how to um, sequence their body correctly when they're throwing. And obviously with me working with him, um, I think guys and Hawkeye fans in general have a lot to look forward to with Marco. Uh, Marco Lena is coming yeah. from, uh, out from in New Jersey. So um, he's, he's just got a really good history of working with, with top guys. Um, the best example would be Kenny Pickett. He, was, he worked with Kenny Pickett all the way from when he was in sixth or seventh grade and still works with him. So he's very, very knowledgeable about the X's and O's and fundamentals of the game and is able to just develop quarterbacks on both sides of that. What, what type of advice would you give Marco and, you know, Cade McNamara that's coming into the program new from what you learned during your time there? If you could go back and maybe tell a younger Nate Stanley or tell these guys coming in, what would be some advice or some things to tell them to really look out for and focus on? Yeah, I would say just pour into your teammates. That's really, that's a really big thing. Um, when I first started, my first year starting, you know, I played some really good games and had some, some rough games throughout my career. Um, so I'd say just, just the outside, uh, noise in the football building, we always say, you know, block out the noise. And that's something that's really important. Um, a, a lady that I had the, the, um, opportunity to work with at Iowa, her name's Carbon Tebby. She, um, she's a sports psychologist there. Um, and one of her big pieces of advice for me was, um, those negative comments that you hear, they're like 10 times stickier than those positive comments you hear from, from people on the outside. That's true. This, just stick with, with what you know, stick with your teammates, you know, pour into them, talk with them. Brady was one that I talked to a lot. Brady Ross. Um, oh, my guy. He, yeah. Levi and Landon Paulson. They, those two guys were, were guys that I leaned on a lot. Those are great uh, guys. Great guys. Um, they're doing really special, really cool things now and now in their uh, personal lives too. Yeah. Um, so really just, just pour into your teammates, um, whatever that looks like for you, spending time with them in the building, outside the building staying off of social media and not reading those negative comments as hard as that may be. Um, yeah. That would be the big piece of advice that I would give anybody, not just somebody going to Iowa. We talked about this briefly before we started, but Levi and Landon fall into this just like Brady. Mm -hmm. When you see those guys on the football field, you would never expect them to be as intelligent, as thoughtful and just being caring, good people. Right. And not that you think they're bad people, but they're intelligent guys. All three of those guys are just mm -hmm. very deep thinking guys, especially like Levi and Landon. It was just like with Brady. When I've talked to them, I was like, man, these guys are like wonderful human beings. They yeah. had raised by a great family, have great values and are just very, very intelligent. Um, so the, you definitely, you surrounded yourself with some great guys because those are three of the nicest guys I think we've ever had on this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we talked about Brady a lot before we started. Um, again, super intelligent, would have tons of conversations with him about everything. Yeah. Same thing with Levi and Landon. Uh, we spent a lot of time together outside of football. Um, they're big hunters. I grew up hunting. Um, so we'd go hunt, we'd go fish, spend time just getting away from everything with each other. Um, yeah. That's why I think that relationship that I have with all three of those guys is so special. 
you know, I, I like to give Brady crap because I'm like, I was like, you know, when you were at Iowa, because he, I, I said, you, Brady, you looks younger now than he did when he played. And I said, <laughs> yeah. you looked like when you were playing that you had a family of four at home and uh, a healthy career and a robust 401k. I'm like, you look like you're just like, a, he looked like he was 45 years old when he was yeah. playing in college. Full, full grown dad. Um, yes. Full on dad strength. Um, yes. Man, Rock- that dude is one of the strongest dudes i've ever met um watching him lift weights in the weight room yeah yeah you definitely think that guy's got some some dad strength activated for sure now i i hung out with him briefly at a wedding reception and i just kind of slapped him on the arm and i was like holy crap this guy's solid as a rock yeah. like he, he could drop me in two seconds if he wanted to so yeah, me too. Good, good thing he's back. good thing he's so nice though i don't think he's right. gonna kick either of our asses he's too good of a guy for that <laughs> uh yeah. with the Nate, with the NFL draft just uh, pretty much concluding now, I believe today was mm-hmm. the last day. Can you tell us about what what your experience was with that? Because everybody that we've talked to, it's a very different experience, especially based upon what round you go in, yeah. um, you know, what teams you've talked to, mm-hmm. the hype around you. Uh, what Can you tell us what your experience was like, whether it was negative, positive, and everything that you really had to go through with that? Yeah, m- overall, my experience was pretty positive. Um Obviously, got the chance to go to the combine, meet with a lot of teams. Um, really good, positive experience. Just getting to meet people, know people, meet other people that were in the draft with me was really cool. Um, and then right after that, like two weeks after that, everything got shut down with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually went back to Menominee. I uh, was still trying to train the best that I could because um, we weren't allowed in the building at Iowa. And then um, in terms of the actual draft you know those three days of the draft I knew I wasn't going to go um you know probably the first two days so I was just having a good time with my family hanging out um had some communication with some teams that were saying like you know if you're still here in the the fifth sixth round like you're our guy we're going to take a quarterback and we like you you're number one on our board and then they went and drafted a different quarterback so it was like um you know that was frustrating um thankfully though that ended was able to get drafted by Minnesota. And, you know, I think for me personally, with my family close in the area, um, it was a really good spot for me to land. Had a lot of support around me, had a lot of people that I grew up with um, and from my hometown that were Vikings fans. So that was really, really cool. And then um, being up here, got to meet my wife because of it. So um, that's cool. probably the best thing that ever came out of it. So tell us, we got to know the story now. How did you meet your wife? Yeah, I was up here for um, for OTAs in in, um, in April um, of 2021, and we met, went on a few dates, and then when I got hurt during the season um, or, or during training camp in 2021, um, they put me on IR for the season, and because of COVID, they had people that were on full season IR. They actually didn't let us in the building. So they told me, we're going to, we're going to outsource your physical therapy, your rehab. Um, So I moved back to my hometown. Um, Amanda and I, we had, I mean, we'd been dating for, you know, five or six months at that point. Um, So there were times where we got to spend way more time together than we ever would have if I was, um, you know, in the building every day for football. Um, So it was really awesome. That relationship obviously flourished really, really fast. And then we, uh, got married in uh, June of last year. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's one of those good COVID stories. COVID wasn't a good thing, but 
I like to hear the good things that have come out of it. There was positive yeah. things that have happened from it. So right. that's, that, that is a good thing. We love hearing stuff like that. Um, tell us circling back now with your recruitment process. Um, I had to review it a little bit. Cause obviously, mm-hmm. you know, homers like me, when the recruiting's happening, we're always like, Oh man, I, I'm here. We're going to get Nate Stanley from Wisconsin. Like we're super jacked, you know, like he might be coming here. Tell us about your recruiting process. Cause I see, um, from the look of it, and that can be completely inaccurate. It looks like you had offers from Wisconsin and Iowa, but mm-hmm. um, it didn't really show much else other than that. But what other schools were you considering, and what uh, what separated Iowa from the pack? Yeah, so um, obviously had the, had the um, the offer from Iowa um, that was really from right before my junior season started in high school. Um, and had the offer from Wisconsin as well, Pittsburgh at the time, because coach Christ, who was at Wisconsin was at Pittsburgh. Okay. And then when he went to Wisconsin, he offered me there. Um, thankfully I had already made up my mind really, honestly, because Chris didn't come back until like a month before signing day. Okay. Um, so that they didn't really have much time, um, to kind of recruit me very hard. And the coaches at Wisconsin before that. Uh, didn't really recruit me all that much. I went to camps there, um, you know, showed them everything I could show them, gave them everything that I could at those camps. And, and they just had somebody else that they wanted, which is totally fine. Um, yeah. What made Iowa stand out and what made me um, make up my mind and stick, stick with my decision when Chris did come back to Wisconsin was really just the coaches at Iowa. Um, the coaches stood out to me as genuine good people. And that's all the way from coach Wallace, right on up to, to coach Ferentz. Coach Wallace was the, um, the director, um, or the recruit. He was the one that recruited Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, when I was in high school and he'd come up to games. He watched me play basketball games, football games, and baseball games. So the time that they spent, coming and visiting me um, and sitting down with me, having genuine conversations, how much they showed they cared about my family um, really is what made that decision really easy for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Brian has got come under fire over the last few years, just Mm -hmm. because of the, the offensive struggles that we've had. We're going to focus on the positive stuff here. We yeah. want to know what are the some of the things that you enjoyed the most for play, playing under Brian Ferentz's offensive coordinator? Yeah, I think um, the one thing that sticks out to me is he's he's upfront and says what he's thinking, um, yeah. which I think is awesome. Um, you know, whether I got cussed out by him many times um, for interceptions or whatever, but yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um, he really showed that he cared about us and he was just really candid with you, which is all that you can ask for really in, in, in your career. Um, people to be upfront and honest with you. Yeah. I think he's really good at knowing what he doesn't know. Um, which is why when I started working with Tony out in New Jersey, um, Brian actually went out there and, and sat down and talked with Tony, um, just in terms of to help Spencer, um, obviously to recruit Marco, um, but he was really good at knowing what, what he doesn't know. And he's always striving to, to learn more, um, which is what makes a great, a great coach, um, let alone a great offensive coordinator. And I think with them, uh, bringing in John Budmeyer, um, you know, he's always looking to, to advance, you know, Iowa as an offense. And that just goes to show with, 
some of the, the past stuff that they've tried to implement with Bud Meyer, as well as going out and getting and trying to get guys like Cade. Um, yeah. You know, I'm really excited for this next year. Excited to see what they'll do and and maybe spread it out a little bit more on first and second down. Um, yeah. When I was in school, our pass game, we really tried to hit chunk plays, um, which came from the from the play action game a lot. So, you know, in my career, my completion percentage was right around 59%. Um, but we're not out there throwing bubble screens and throwing slants all day. Um, we're trying to throw the ball down the field, um, yeah. which is something as a quarterback, that's all you can ask for, right? So yeah, um, we'll see what, what they come up with for this next year. I'm really excited to see, see what they uh, – they put in the game plan. No, we're excited too. Um, one other thing that got us extremely excited that Hawkeye fans were just straight up losing their minds. We're such a traditional program, which is great. I love that. But the gold uniforms, the Nike photo shoot, that was one of the coolest things I think we've ever done. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Can you tell us about what that, that whole Nike photo shoot, what that was like, how cool that was to get to do. Um, I know you had uh, the Hawk on your arm. That was mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Tell us about that experience because we've gotten to see little clips of it. And it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. Um, they had, we walked down, we had no idea that there was going to be a real hawk that we were going to get to hold. All so we cool. knew is that we were sworn to secrecy. We weren't able to tell the, the people in the photo shoot. It was me, Brandon Smith. I think Brady was in it. If I don't, if I'm not misremembering. And AJ was there too. And AJ at Vanessa. Yeah. Um, we were just told we're going to do a photo shoot for the alternate jerseys we're wearing. You guys can't tell anybody what they look like. You can't tell anybody about, about this photo shoot. And we get down there and there's a freaking bird that's like got claws that are like four inches long. And we're like, this is, this is pretty sweet. So um, actually getting to hold it and take photos with it. Like those, it, they didn't Photoshop that up, that in there. I mean, we were actually holding that bird. And um, so it was pretty, really, really cool. Um, not only to, to have that experience, but just to ask questions um, of the gentleman that was the handler for the bird. Yeah. Um, telling us what they do with those birds. Um, you know, they, they bring in birds that are, um, you know, wounded or injured and they, they nurse them back until they're healthy enough to get out in the wild. And then that gentleman was actually a falconeer. So he would actually, hunt with those birds which is pretty cool to learn that about. Is, uh, that is really cool yeah what shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business like that let's put it online and see what happens stage and the site is live that we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage thanks you're all set that count it up and ship it around the globe stage this one's going to thailand and that wait did we just hit a million orders stage <laughs> Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. What, what were your thoughts when you saw that uniform for the first time? Were you like, wow, that's a lot of yellow? Or were you like, that is sick? Like, what were your honest thoughts? Um, I, was, I was blown away. They were pretty sweet right off the jump. Um, especially after seeing the photos that they, that they took and, and the way that that photo shoot and video came out. Um, it was really, really cool. One of my thoughts was, man, this is way different than anything I've ever seen. Um, oh, yeah. It was something like Coach Ferentz is very traditional, very old school um, in that regards in terms of the uniforms, as our uniforms really haven't changed a whole lot um, yeah. outside of, you know, maybe an alternate jersey once every other year. Um, so I was kind of surprised that they went all out and went that far. 
And, um, but it was really cool. Those jerseys were really sweet. And yeah, thankfully we got to keep those jerseys. Um, I was going to ask you that. So yeah, you have it, it yeah, my closet. You have it hanging up here. I was gonna say you gotta get that baby framed and put that up. I'm in the planning house. on it. I'm planning on it. I love I love to do woodworking. Um, okay. So my goal at some point is to make shadow boxes for the Ohio State jersey, um, nice the black ones, and then the gold one, and then maybe for for the helmet from the Ohio State game too. So you really got to wear the two coolest jerseys we've ever had. And that's pretty awesome to be able to say those were both of those, the blackout and the gold ones were just insane. Those were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we close things out, I really want to get your thoughts because you just missed out on this whole craziness of NIL. Mm -hmm. I want to get your thoughts on it. How, what's your opinion? Is it a great thing? Is it out of control? Do you wish you could hop in a time machine and go back so you could experience it and, you know, cash in like a lot of these guys are? What are your thoughts on this craziness? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything that you just said. I think there's some really good aspects to it. I think there's some aspects that are getting out of control. Um, And I do wish that I could go back and and get a piece of it. Um, Unfortunately, you know, that just it doesn't work that way. Um, I look at it the way excuse me. Um, I got to go to school for four years for free. Um, yeah. So I essentially got paid $150,000 or whatever it would be yeah. you know, to go to school for free. So I'm very thankful of those opportunities. Uh, I'm not bitter about it or anything. Um, yeah. in terms of the, the good part, um, a lot of these kids, um, you know, they're, they're really big names. They've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram or Twitter and they just want to leverage their name and, and be able to, to make some money out of it. Right. Um, yeah. The NFL, as I experienced, um, you know, kind of stands for not for long. And yeah. if somebody's able to make some money even before they get to that point, I think that's a great thing, not only for themselves, but for their future families. Yeah. Um, the one downside I would say is it seems like the transfer portal is starting to kind of get into that free agency type deal where yeah. kids are just going to go wherever they're going to make the most money. Um, not yeah. necessarily about what, what fits them the best, what, um, what culture fits them the best or, or whatever, um, you know, school is going to help them the most. It's kind of turned into a little bit of, well, I'm just going to try to make as much money um, as I can, yeah. which, you know, is it, there's a positive and a negative to that. Um, but it's interesting to see, um, It'd be interesting to see as it goes on what the level of play ends up being. You know, there's a lot of distractions that come with with having those responsibilities and that type of money in your life. Um, I just hope that a lot of these schools, um, which I think I was doing a good job of, is putting things in place to help these kids understand whether it be financial financial planning, um, bringing in financial advisors to talk to them, bringing in accountants to talk to them. Um, I think when I got my my signing bonus in the NFL, I saw like 40% of it went to taxes and I'm like, man, that, that sucks. Right. But yeah, having these kids understand that, that, you know, okay, if you make a million dollars in NIL, um, you can't spend a million, otherwise you're going to get in big trouble. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very, very true. Well, Nate, we appreciate you making time to come on. We wanted to do a little bit of a separate interview here so we could really ask you all the questions that we, we were wanting to find out. I could keep you on here for another hour asking you more stuff, but we're going to have you back to meet the boys. They're all big fans of you. So we're going to, uh, if you want to hang on as soon as we end, we're going to, yeah. we're going to bring you right back. But Nate, we appreciate you coming on, man. And everything yeah. that you did as a Hawkeye. So th- I sincerely thank you from all of us. 
Well, I appreciate you having me on and I appreciate the support. Um, you know, that positive support the whole way through. Um, it's something that, that isn't lost on me and, um, those good fans out there through thick and thin. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons why we play and what makes it so special for us. So thank you. Yeah. I love that. that That's well said. All right, Nate, go Hawks. Go Hawks, baby.